Hello everyone and uh, welcome to another episode of uh, House of Cards. Uh, it's been a very long time since, uh, since, the, since the last episode where we talked about uh, draft with uh, Arizona Kid and uh, today's game. And uh, I'm very excited for, uh, for today's episode, uh, mostly for uh, two reasons. Uh, the first is uh, because it's been a long time and I was uh, eager to do another episode. Uh, unfortunately, there was a lack of time in, uh, in the past weeks to do one, but uh, now we have the time. Uh, and the second reason is because uh, I have two great uh, uh, co-hosts uh, with me today. Uh, let me start with the first and uh, uh, I will give you a few hints. Uh, he's one of the best players in the game. Uh, he is one of the best casters in the game. In fact, he is my favorite ca tournament caster. And uh, he has a very cool nickname. And uh, I'm very pleased to, to announce that I have with me Innocent Bubbles. How are you, Bubbles? No, I'm good. I thought you were going to say Kobasnik then. <laughs> no, no, no. I've got uh, something better for Kobasnik. Uh, but you, you spoiled it. I was going to say that uh, uh, he's also a great player. Uh, he also has a cool nickname. And uh, he's not a caster, but he makes uh, uh, nice streams, which I totally enjoy, even though I don't understand them because they are in Russian. That's what, that was my introduction for Kobasnik. How are you, Kobasnik? Fine, thank you. <laughs> uh, good to have you here, guys. I hope you're doing well. And uh, I thought it would be cool to, to have a, a chill-out episode about, uh, about cards, about, uh, uh, about the game, how it has involved uh, the last months, how has the experience been with you, uh, anything you might, you might want to share. Uh, it's going to be free for, all, uh, free for all today. Um, before we begin, let's uh, inform our listeners of the, uh, of the current situation is that uh, we are recording this episode uh, the day before uh, uh, the qualifying tournament uh, for the OCC of July. And instead of playtesting uh, and everything, we're just doing this episode, like a bunch of grown men talking about card games. So how do you guys feel about this? It's tomorrow. Tomorrow it's a qualifier, no? The qualifier's tomorrow? I didn't know this. <laughs> really? Is it? I thought we had a week. No, it's tomorrow, isn't it? I thought they said it was the 17th. I'm checking right now. Oh, you're checking? Ah, it's... Kolbasing, maybe you know? I I'm also not sure about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so not only are we not prepared, we also don't even know when it is. We don't even know when it is, okay. <laughs> Uh, for sure, the the confirmations were until today. The particip participation confirmations. So uh, okay, yeah, let's check the server. So maybe I just made completely full of myself right now. Okay, fires is July seventeenth. You scared me then. Uh, yeah. Okay, we can relax a little bit now. <laughs> uh, so so. Process So it's not tomorrow. The uh, the the tournament itself. It's not tomorrow. Yeah, if you check the officer club chat, you can see that I've uh, I've quoted you with the uh, with the quote, so you can. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, okay, uh... it's the other week. Okay, then. Okay, so we can take some pressure off. <laughs> I thought oh, it was. You really scared me then. I thought <laughs> tomorrow I'm not ready. I'm just... I'm I'm so... I totally, <laughs> I totally didn't do it on purpose. Believe me, I didn't want to scare you. Okay, so we we have uh, some more time to test. It's gonna be okay, I think. 
but in any case, okay, even if it's not tomorrow, how do you guys feel about it? Uh, it's going to be, uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, the um, the qualification to the OCC from the play-in tournament is, uh, uh, is quite difficult, like the top six uh, qualifies instantly and then the uh, the remaining spots up to the 38th place uh, have to play a play-in tournament, which is a double elimination uh, uh, tournament and uh, two um, two players qualify. So how do you guys feel about this? Do you feel uh, ready? Do you think uh, you can do something good? Not ready. I'm not at all ready. It's so nerve-wracking then. It's what? Do we have 32 players in total or something like that? And only like two of them are getting through? The yeah. the odds are so... And you think 30 players? Maybe I can be top two, but then you look at his in it and it's like, oh, I've got to be Ari in darkness. Yeah, yeah. You know, these aren't just average players. These are terrifying. Yeah. And do you think you will be ready in a, in a week or do you think you will never be ready? I'm never going to be ready. Of course, of course, yeah. I I was ready a week ago. Okay. But now I'm not ready anymore. Okay. What about you, Kobasnik? I'm also not ready. I'm I never ready for tournaments, as you <laughs> noticed before. <laughs> yeah, because I'm trying to manage something at the last moments and change again and again, thinking <laughs> that it will help, but it mostly do nothing. But still. It would be not an easy trip because all players are good because they all are at this top. So mm-hmm. I, I also relaxed from cards because after my cards open sec- second place, I just wanted to relax a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. And congratulations on that second place, which was uh, quite recent. Uh, I agree with you guys, yeah, we will never be ready, but uh, it's a nice challenge for me, and uh, uh, it's nice that we have a, a reason to grind for at the end of the ladder, for those of us who don't, who cannot make it like top 8 or top 6 or top, top 12 or anything, um, top 38 is a much more realistic goal, and uh, it's it's something nice to to have to grind for at the end of the ladder, even if we don't end up qualifying. Um, but uh, the last days of the ladder, like uh, I even said that on the on the Discord server for the OCC, um, like the the guys who are trying to to make the top 38 uh, cut, uh, their grinding is worthy of a of a broadcast itself. Uh, uh, much like the the OCC itself, uh, it's very you have to watch who is behind you. You have to ladder at the right time. You have to be lucky not to to. To get matched with a very low-ranked opponent, so it, it's it's so nerve-wracking that uh, it's actually very fun, and I enjoyed every bit of it. Uh, anyway, okay, so uh, it's good to know that we have some more time for the OCC because I'm also not ready, of course. Uh, but that that's not all that's happening in cards. Uh, the OCC happens every month, of course, but there has uh, a lot that has been happening the last month. Uh, I was thinking maybe, uh, guys, we should pick the. Uh, the world championship as a uh, as a starting point. Uh, uh, we had uh, CCMS 031 as the the world champion. Uh, it was a pretty interesting world championship, I think. Uh, we had we saw a lot of uh, interesting games, and uh, I wanted to pick that uh, that time because I don't know if you agree with me on this, but I think around the world championship, slightly before and slightly after. Um, 
it was the the best period of the game in terms of uh, balance and uh, deck variety and uh, and all of that. I think it was the m the most healthy period uh, of the game around the World Championship. What do you guys think? I think it's the only tournament where Japan and German air were meta, right? Uh, I can't think of another tournament where Japan and Germany both air decks were meta. That's true. Uh, Soviet control was also quite used. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Bubbles is on, is on point. Th that deck, the Japan-Germany or German-Japan air deck was introduced in the, in the World Championship and uh, it was very popular afterwards so it was it was very interesting uh soviet control was already very quite popular i think already before uh the world championship so so yeah well uh what, what do you guys think about that it was uh, uh slightly before the um, uh the the release of breakthrough if i remember correctly and uh uh, I don't know wh what what point uh, were you guys at that point in the game. I was, uh, for example, I uh, I did not have a complete collection yet. I was still struggling, you know, to uh, to make my, my steps uh, towards uh, competitive play. And uh, the fact that it, it was actually an enjoyable uh, and a very healthy period for the game, in my opinion, uh, made it all very nice. How was the, the experience for you at that point? I think it was a good experience tournament-wise, but to be honest, I don't remember ladder much. You know, I played so many ladder games at this point that I can barely remember ladder games from last week, let alone, you know, months <laughs> ago. Yeah, of course. But I think it was, I think it was a lot of fun. I, I seem to remember the World Championship being really, really good. Um, obviously, I got sick on one of the days because I was meant to be casting it, but I ended up, I ended up getting COVID. So I wasn't able to cast it on uh, on the last day, but I was in bed watching it still on my phone because it was just it was such a good tournament that I couldn't leave it. Yeah, that, that was uh, that was uh, that was great, and it was great casting, as I said, uh, as I said earlier. Uh, what about you, Kobasnik? Uh, at at what stage were you at that era of the game? I can clearly remember that I was playing. Japan, Germany, aggro, and I reached the world championship uh, qualifier. Uh, just because of that, I was quite close to not get there. And I cooperated then with John PX. And mm -hmm. as I told you before, my collection was so poor at that time that I could afford uh, only Japan, German, aggro as quite good deck and then I just uh, crafted tokens so it were good also yeah yeah it was a wild time because the uh, tokens became popular again I mean uh, it was uh, there were so many tokens even after the top cut and uh, the players were even banning it from each other it was a wild time for tokens uh, yeah so I think we all agree it was a it was a nice time for the game uh before it was uh interrupted let's say it was uh um we had the uh the storm of breakthrough the the new expansion we didn't have the uh a big expansion for a lot of time before breakthrough 
I think the previous uh, sort of expansion were the uh, the campaigns for each uh, nation, which was uh, sort of a mini expansion. So it, it was a lot of months, almost six months where we had no expansion. So uh, breakthrough. Uh, brought a, a lot of new things. It, 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 we might even uh, uh, say it completely changed the uh, the game uh, after some point, at least. Um, I don't know wh what would you guys uh, think about it. I think I'd agree. It, it changed so many things. So many cards from Breakthrough not only created new meta decks, but completely, you know, revolutionized these old decks. That we we all got used to playing in one certain way. Um, Ramp, for instance, you know when when Breakthrough came out, you had uh, these commandos all of a sudden. I believe they were Breakthrough, weren't they? The Honeys were uh, the um, expansion, the campaign expansions. But I believe the commandos were Breakthrough. I could be wrong though. But then they also, I just seem to remember Ramp at some point getting loads and loads of new British cards, and suddenly they had. It used to used to just have the the bad guards like the one five and things for your early game protection, and then suddenly you had all these really really nice like honeys, the commandos, the C four, just all these lovely cards, and it just it made ramp viable, and I I really would like to see ramp viable again. The C the, the C four uh, the C four was a huge uh, addition to. Uh, to ramp almost as important as it was uh, research, but we will get to research later uh, because it's a huge controversial topic. And uh, yeah, I agree more or less. Uh, in the, in the first uh, in the first weeks after breakthrough, the the meta was uh, quite random. Uh, you had a lot of pure research decks like uh, Soviets uh, with uh, USA or. Uh, uh, new commando decks or or uh, traditional ramp uh, running research, uh, and, and then you of course you had the bolster the ranks deck <laughs> back when bolster was uh, just 3k. Uh, the first weeks after breakthrough they were quite wild. Uh, what about you, Kabasni? What what, uh, what do you remember? What do you recall? Remember that I hated all players that were playing the. Uh, Bleachly research. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hated it so much. <laughs> I was one of them. I played guilty. Yeah. I also was not happy to see like an AOE from Nuke. So it was not what I expected to see in game <laughs> as a research. Uh... So the completely was unbalanced and everyone just started playing them. Yeah, that's... Uh, okay, let's talk about research then, because this is a hot topic uh, uh, of the last months of, uh, of cards. Uh, I think research started being figured out uh, a bit later than the introduction of the uh, of Breakthrough. At first we had some uh, hyper-ramp builds uh, of uh, Soviets or, uh, or USA. Um, but then um, I think uh, the true, the best uh, way to play research was uh, was figured out more or less. I think, and I think the best way was just to play uh, a normal ramp build, either USA or even better Britain main, in my opinion, uh, and just include research in it because. Uh, 
research even uh, without the last level, even before the last level, it had some great options like uh, radar or uh, um, uh, what is it? The uh, the flying bomb. The synthetic rubber. The synthetic rubber also. So uh, it had all of these uh, great options, and it had the additional uh, plus of a wind cone, uh, mostly Bletchley Park and uh, and the Manhattan Project. Um, so yeah, after a while, the the research was uh, had been figured out, and it was uh, uh, quite dominant, I think, in uh, in January. Uh, and I was playing a lot of research and a lot of. Uh, uh, ramp with uh, research, but still at that point, I think um, uh, when we're still in January, um, it was not as scary. Uh, it's like people were not uh, uh, were not fed up with it yet. We, we still had uh, Brit Air, uh, which was uh, trying its best to stay competitive. Uh, we had the Resistance, of course, which had amazing popularity, and it was so annoying. Uh, and I think the other deck that was quite popular at that time it was some uh, discard uh, variants, mostly the German uh, discard. Um, so yeah, even though that was a, a period of kind of uh, we had some kind of uh, variants in the deck types, uh, I think that uh, that meta of, of January it was not very pleasant, mostly because of. Uh, how much resistance there was there. Do you guys remember it? I remember the hatred and the anger. Remember the emotions <laughs> for playing against resistance. I, I think Old Liberation was probably one of the most frustrating resistance cards because you, you would empty your hand and then it would be like eight resistance cards mm. and healing. I, I think the changed liberation is one of the nicest things that they've ever done, resistance-wise. Yeah, but do, do you not remember also the uh, when you were at OCC with uh, in the final with Ari Big Ben and he topped at that phonic war? You don't remember that <laughs> because I remember it quite vividly. I think I've given up playing things like uh, Bletchley and Hand Discard against Resistance decks because they always top deck. Yeah. I, I've grown too used to it. I, I just... It no longer registers because they always <laughs> get it. It was almost as if... It's like... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I, I, I'm numb to the pain at this point. You yeah. Know? It's happened so often that I'm, I'm used to the pain and I just accept it as the harsh, cold reality of... Yeah, I thought I, I had the theory that if you Bletchley, if you used Bletchley on resistance, then Phony War always was the last card to go down, it was the last card to go back, regardless. <laughs> Whatever you had in hand, it was after the, the units, of course, which were on the board, then the next card would be Phony War, no matter what. Uh, so after a while, I just gave up and I used uh, synth uh, uh, what is it, Active Sonar instead, which was also quite uh, <laughs> effective. Uh, what about you, Kabasnik? Do you remember the time? What were you playing? What uh, uh, were your... Um, uh, um, how did you perceive the game at that point? Uh, I played US Frontline, if I'm not mistaken, and Bridge Ramp at the time, mostly. And I hated Resistance players. <laughs> Just <laughs> be not because that is the Resistance, because I wouldn't have... Uh, an I didn't have enough cards to craft it, so it was a problem for me to 
to craft it. And I was facing it every time, every time. <laughs> and it was so annoying. Uh, but after the... I think some of our new players might not realize this with resistance is it used to be different. Now, obviously, you can choose to take the damage. So if you have a card like Jasko or something like that, you can say, I'm just going to eat this damage. It used to only remove the top card of your deck. So the only option was to mill yourself. You couldn't instead choose to take the damage. Yeah, that was a, a very important, a very different, uh, very different game back then uh, against resistance. Uh, I wanted to comment on uh, how Kobasnik ended up playing resistance, although German resistance. Uh, I had to call you out on this. You you were not gonna <laughs> you were not gonna hide. How did it happen? Like uh, after a while, you ended up playing resistance. I don't know. I just. Uh... Uh, can you repeat, please, again? <laughs> yeah, like, you hated Resistance, yet you ended up playing it, uh, but the German version. Ah, yeah, German version. I met something like that, but it was unfinished, as I saw. So I managed to, to continue this work and complete this deck more. So... When I crafted my resistance cards, I not only crafted uh, Japan resistance, I also crafted a uh, German resistance that was based on dealing damage to HQ. So it was harder to guys to avoid the damage. Yeah, uh, I think uh, German resistance was uh, one of the least popular uh, resistance uh, combinations. Uh, I remember Blue Blast bringing it to an OCC back in, I don't know, October or uh, or November, I don't remember when it was. Uh, but it, it was the least popular version of Resistance. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, Yeah, well, as you said, with all the, the burn component that it has. Um, yeah, then after that, uh, Resistance got changed. Uh, I won't say nerfed, because uh, I'm still debating on that, although most people agree it was a nerf. Uh, now now we can choose either to take the damage or uh, or mill the, the card, which uh, not only with Jasko, but also if you have healed, uh, it's a huge difference. Like, you can use a fortification and then you can take some extra damage. Um, so, we still see resistance pretty often, at least I do, but what we see now has nothing to do with... Uh, uh, what was in uh, January. Uh, like in January, if your opponent was Japan, uh, it was almost definitely resistance. Like Jagro had disappeared completely. Uh, and I if your opponent was Japan, it was definitely resistance. Um, but what was interesting is that uh, on that very same season, on uh, January, um, most people don't, don't know this, but the first it, it was the, f the the end of that season was the first steps of the Arti deck, and um, I think we all know what followed after that. Um, but the Arti deck started making uh, its first appearance towards the end of that season, and by the end of that season, it was it was uh, dominating everything. Um, after after and maybe together with research, uh, the Arti deck is. Uh, the next most uh, controversial thing that, uh, in my opinion, has happened uh, uh, in the game. Um, 
I don't know what the uh, what was what were your experiences, guys, with with the R2 deck. I've almost never played it because I I despised it with such anger. You know, it's such a frustrating deck to lose to when you don't have healing in a deck and you kill their artillery every single turn and you really shut them down. But then they, like, uh, put down Zet and Patriotic Firestorm and they just kill you instantly in one turn. And you, you feel like there's nothing you could have done. Yeah. You know, you can't trade because they kill you quickly. But when they have Blitz Artillery, it's, it's the Blitz Artillery with the Patriotic Firestorm and the, the Ura, which really, really scared me. Um, but the, the deck has been nerfed since. And I I think maybe there's a, a healthy place for it in the... Uh, in the game, I just don't think it was healthy when we last uh, last started seeing it in tournament. Yeah, especially that time when uh, uh, it was one OCC, one of the uh, maybe the last OCC because before uh, RT got seriously nerfed, uh, where every player at least uh, brought uh, uh, brought an RT deck, and it was uh, really ridiculous the popularity. And but what I found the most fr frustrating thing, as you said, is like you you either couldn't trade or couldn't go face. But uh, if you used AOE, then they just drew the entire deck in one turn uh, for free <laughs> because supply chain hadn't been nerfed yet, and then they just flooded the board over and over again. And that was the the most frustrating thing uh, of the RT deck. Uh, what about you, Kobasnik? What do you think? Uh, RT deck was even playable before uh, that but i saw guys playing it with alliance if i'm not mistaken so it was more harder to buff it and stabilize and do some damage so they mostly you had more time to manage with that yeah and, and, the, and it didn't have draw also i think the, the major yeah. change was the the lesser of two evils yeah, it was just the thing that turned it around. And then, um, oh, wait a second, <laughs> I, I want to. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a little off topic, but yeah. I thought I'd bring it up. Because you were asking about the World Championship earlier. And I remember now what happened. I finished, you know how top 16 qualified? Yeah. I finished, I think it was 17th or 18th. And in my final game, which I lost, and I did the maths, if I won my game, I would have qualified top 16. And I lost because my Joseph Stalin got sent to my hand and it didn't duplicate. It bugged out and didn't duplicate it when it got sent to my hand. And then I ended up winning in a in like a fatigue match where a Joseph Stalin would have been, you know, the difference between a win and a loss because oh. it, it was a real whoever has the most resources wins. No, that's and, really sad. Uh, dude, my top sixteen position got bumped down because of the Joseph Stalin bug, and I, I said at the time it bugged out, but there was nothing we could do about it. Mm. We, we were told just carry on playing and. It is what it is. Bugs happen, but it's it's sad. Uh, talking about RT, I still think that our game should not include uh, some artillery that can just have blitz. 
because they still can deal damage out of nowhere out of clean table and i just hate that so what about uh bombers with blitz or, or bombers less because they can be beaten by uh by fighters yeah you can you can control that and rt you cannot control because it it can pass just through your guards it, it just can ignore that so that that is why i think that our game should not have our blitz rt in it uh or must be more more expensive uh, more i think that the blitz rt that we have right now which is i think it's only three it's uh katyusha it's the the Zs and the uh the new usa one the one three i don't know if there is another blitz rt uh, i think they're all pretty weak in and of themselves like on their own uh, they don't do much uh but if you have super cheap buffs and super cheap draw and you can just buff them and then the then comes the otk then there's the problem but i agree that there is something uh, fundamentally wrong in blitz arty um, because as i said out of out of nowhere and without uh, like you don't have something you, you can play around it uh, only only thing you can do is play countermeasures which is an extremely limited uh, measurement you can take uh, as you said, with bombers, you can use fighters, which are much more popular than countermeasures. But uh, I agree with what you say. Like, they should be very li limited in what they can do, the Blitz RT. But I think that the last steps uh, that they have been taken in the um, uh, in the balance patch, both with uh, eliminating the zero-cost draw, uh, as well as making the uh, the buffing more, uh, uh, more expensive uh, with the Patriotic Firestorm, I think they were in the correct direction, and I think Arty right now is just in the right spot, spot where it should be, and I think it's not popular at all right now. It's not popular right now, but there are still some Arty decks that can just OTK you at turn 7 with Blitz, Katyusha mm -hmm. and Fury. So I think that they, at least they should remove uh, ability to buff Arty with buffs like give plus three damage that turn uh, that cost only one credit. Uh, yeah, it's true. We have this OTK deck right now, although it's not very popular in the higher ranks. But I understand from the Discord that it's very annoying in the lower ranks. It must be it, it's a it's a cheap deck and everyone can make it. Uh, and I understand it must be very frustrating. Uh, uh, so yeah, I agree with you. Maybe some uh, uh, some extra measurements uh, should be taken uh, um, uh, with uh, with uh, Blitz Art in general, or I, I think the OTK uh, in general should be uh, much harder to achieve. Uh, right then, uh, we moved on from. Uh, Actually, the RT got nerfed, but uh, after the first nerf, it was still quite popular, um, but uh, as a, not as effective uh, as it was. Uh, in the meantime, the uh, the mini expansion had been uh, had been released, the the breakthrough catalyst, um, which didn't have a lot of good cards. I think a lot of maybe it didn't have many impactful cards but the ones that were impactful they were very impactful like uh, one of them was the the Panzer 3F which uh, partly enabled the 
the resurrection of Fast Heinz. Uh, and then, of course, we had the, uh, the Italian cards, uh, Mario Nostrum and La Decima. Um, and after, uh, after, uh, after this release, we had a pretty bizarre meta, I would say. I will tell you what I mean, uh, but I, I would first like to to hear your uh, your guys' opinions on this. What uh, if you guys remember? We had uh, yeah, we still had the RT deck. Uh, we had some uh, aggro, mostly in fast hinds, and we had a lot of Italy. Uh, what would you guys think uh, if you remember about this? What I remember is when Marinostrum came out in an OCC. I made a US-Italy ramp, and the deck I built was bad. The deck I built was very, very bad. It was a terrible deck, and it didn't deserve to win any games. But Marinostrum was so powerful that it didn't matter how badly I built the deck, because Marinostrum would just carry the whole deck anyway. Um, I think it's it sort of allowed people to build decks without the conventional deck building things, you know. You can ignore certain principles of deck building because you have this man nostrum just to uh, sort of get out of free, get out of jail free card no matter what. Which I think allowed for some cool and interesting decks, but they were interesting for the wrong reason. It was, I can get away with building a bad deck because I have man nostrum. Instead of this cool, interesting deck is strong, because of this unique combo, it just sort of wiped away one of the the principles of deck building. I couldn't agree more. Actually, I couldn't agree more. Uh, very very well said. Uh, I will take this opportunity before uh, uh, before Kolbasnik. But uh, uh, yeah, the main reason for popularity, I agree that it was Mario Nostrum, and then you had um, s some good other elements, mostly removal with La Decima and Lion for a Day, uh, and a very strong guard in Bologna Regiment. But you could fight on those things on other on other uh, uh, nations as well. So for me, it totally didn't make sense that you would pick uh, a minor nation as an ally for for a control deck. Uh, we had uh, Britain, we had Britain Italy control, we had German Italian control, and then we had Soviet Italian control, and it it, it didn't make any sense at all to me. Like. It seemed to me you were very limiting yourself uh, from all the other great options that a major nation can provide uh, just to pick uh, those specific things that Italy could provide. But uh, when you have a card like Mario Nostrum that can single-handedly uh, kill aggro on its own, either Jaguar or Fast Hinds or anything, uh, and we're talking right now about the pre-pre-nerf Mario Nostrum uh, because it has been nerfed uh, several times. Uh, uh, firstly, I think it was a minor nerf to prevent an ODK where um, at first you could target any unit and then you could target only friendly units. That was to prevent an ODK. Uh, and then it got some other nerfs where it went to two credits and it wouldn't stack anymore. Uh, so those were the real nerfs, let's say. But before those, um, uh, as uh, Bubble said, Mario Nostrum was just an incredibly valuable card and it made decks good for the wrong reasons i really couldn't agree more with this um and uh, this is my this is my take on the meta right now uh, like we had some decks that were good for, but for the wrong reasons because of Marinostrum. 
you know, when Marin Ostrom first came out and it was um, one credit and it stacked, if you put Marin Ostrom, if you put two Marin Ostroms on one Howcat, the uh, double damage tank, you would hit one tank and you would heal 24 health. In one <laughs> two credits, you would, you'd heal 24 health. And because you'd given your Howcat extra health, you could often hit things two or three times before your Howcat died. And you would end up healing like 60 or 80 health just with these two cards to heal you. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can all agree how, how ridiculous was the, the initial Morenostrum. I don't know if uh, Korbasnik has any wild story to share about this. Uh, Bubbles just said enough. I have <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Did you ever build, uh, you ever build a cool Morenostrum deck, Korbasnik? Or did you much like resistance, stay away from it for the good part of it until uh, eventually giving in at the end. And... Oh, my resistance just died when it's summer in Ostrom. The coolest summer in Ostrom deck that I built was when first the Catalyst came out. Uh, you know, I, will, I always wanted to build a Soviet-Italian L64 deck uh, because uh, uh, Soviet has like uh, some sort of uh, supply shipment, which is the, the Jagger node, which, which gives plus two, plus one to, uh, to, to a unit with, uh, to a tank or an infantry. Um, so uh, I thought like, uh, as you can go, turn one L640, turn two, uh, um, t- t- turn to supply shipment that you do in USA. I thought you could do the, the, the same thing in uh, uh, in Soviets, but uh, this deck had a lot of problems, of course. And uh, after Marin Ostrom came out, I thought like, okay, now we have one more buff. Maybe it's more uh, reliable and for sure it was fun. Uh, but the most, uh, uh, the most impressive thing in that deck was that uh, the main problem of that deck that it, it, it didn't have any draw. Like there was no... Uh, there was no five-year plan back then, so essentially all your draw was uh, only uh, the bloody sickles. Uh, so in order to overcome this, uh, I made a small uh, draw engine where I put uh, a couple of reserves uh, together with lesser of two evils. So I was using reserves to draw some extra cards, <laughs> the, the light infantry, and then I was using uh, lesser of two evils to draw more and then discard the, the useless light infantry. That was the most interesting Mare Nostrum deck that, that I built. Could have used reserves with um, the one where you draw cards based on who has more. And you're, oh, is that the one actually you're using? The um, Colonial Dreams? No, no, no. I didn't use that because uh, the deck didn't have many units. So it was it it was. Oh, pretty... but if you if you fill your hand with tokens, ah, uh, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> hand really really big, and then you play it because you have more cards in hand. Yeah, and then go for draw. Okay. <laughs> But it was was a... this when Juggernaut was plus two plus two? Because Juggernaut used to be plus two plus two. No, no, it it, it was uh, plus two plus one. No, it was uh, quite recent. But I think this is the only time I have played uh, with Marin Ostrom. I might have played some uh, Brittany or things like that, but uh, I always despised the card and uh, I despised the entire idea of Italian control. I still kind of do, but now it's a different meta. Uh, you you know something. Uh, five year plan is here now, so maybe the debt can uh, come yeah. back. Maybe you should bring it to uh, to OCC quals. You know. Yeah, yeah, I know. You I... should bring Soviet <laughs> Italy L six forty to officer club championship. Maybe I could do it. You know what I always wanted to do. Uh, 
I always wanted to bring an L640 deck, like a traditional L640 deck, uh, on the OCC, uh, or in a tournament, or anything, just so to, to have the opponent ban it. I think uh, Blue Blast has done it once. I don't know if it, if it was his plan or not, but he had brought an L640 deck to the, LC, to the OCC, and every opponent ended up banning it. I don't know if it was his plan to do it like that, to, to keep the decks that he actually wanted to play, uh, but I, I've always wanted to do that. Uh, but the problem is I have other USA decks that I like to play more, so uh, I never ended uh, I never end, end up doing that in uh, in tournaments, in the opens or anything. But I will consider it, uh, Bubbles, thank you, it's a, it's a good idea, maybe I will bring that. You know, I don't think that was his plan, I think that was an accident, where it just happened to be that all the pro players were scared of it. And he didn't, you know, it wasn't like... Uh... A strategy, if I remember <laughs> correct, because I remember almost bringing an L640 deck as well, um, and then he did, and and it's just it scares people because they don't have like a flam pans or a sudden strike, and then it's like, what if he gets perfect start and I just lose an OCC game? I'd rather just ban it or a world championship or something yeah. like that. But I think I think that's the only reason to do it. Like, I don't think I would ban an opponent's L640 deck. I mean. It, it depends on the lineup. If I have a very heavy control lineup, then uh, I would consider it. If he didn't have sudden strikes or flam panzers or anything. But in general, I don't know. I would also count on the opponent being skeptical about this. I don't know, because L640 is a huge high roll and you never know what happens. Uh, and I don't know if I would ban it. It, it, very, uh, it very much depends on, on the lineup, but. I don't know. It's interesting, and you don't see L640 in uh, in tournaments often, uh, and for good reason. But uh, yeah, for sure, it's interesting. You know what the classic bait deck is? It's uh, resistance. To put in a resistance deck, just so your opponent bans your resistance deck. I've been thinking of doing it in uh, in yeah. a lot of tournaments where it's like I'm. I don't play resistance. I'm not really good at resistance. But if they just ban the resistance deck, then it doesn't matter how good you are. Um, the The issue is when your opponent doesn't ban it, and yeah. how you're stuck <laughs> playing resistance. And they play something like Britair, which has a huge advantage over resistance, and you're just screwed. You can't do anything. Yeah, I don't. I, I think I I wouldn't do this. Like it's a huge risk because if they call your bluff. Yeah, then then you're fucked. And if you if you play a lot, then uh, people more or less know what you're good at or not. Uh, so they know that uh, uh, if they're up against uh, bubbles or against me, or they will ban his uh, ramp deck or something. If they're up against uh, Korbasnik, they will ban his uh, uh, his frontline deck, or I don't know what well, is. Also, if uh, if any of my competitors listen to the podcast, then. <laughs> They know not to ban it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, uh, we're getting pretty close to uh, where we are now in the game. Actually, um, we had the new the new expansion, which dropped uh, uh, about a month ago, or a, few, uh, a month ago and a few days, um, uh, which introduced Poland uh, as a new ally nation. Uh, and some interesting new cards. Um, it, it's been out for a while now. It's been w more than one month, as I said. And uh, uh, I'm really curious as to what you guys think about this. I, I, because I think um, 
I don't think it it had much of an impact. Like, I'm still curious as to why Legion's tokens are not are not more popular than they are. Uh, I think they're actually really good, and even if they're not really good, it will take just a slight push for them to be really really good. Uh, I think they're a very dangerous deck. Uh, so we have we have that happening. But other than that, I cannot think uh, of much other difference. Uh, that has uh, that has happened in the game uh, ever since the latest expansion. What, what do you guys think? So, if I remember right, in week one of Officer Club, after um, Poland dropped, Ari climbed like 200 points in front of everyone in the Officer Club. And he had a Brit Poland deck that was unbeatable. Um... But then suddenly it disappeared and all the Polish decks were terrible and you couldn't win on any of them. And now we've sort of reached this middle point where they're, they're okay. You can win on them a little bit. But I, I think we just have to learn how to use them and get used to them. Because they um, they are very powerful when you get this Tarno Regiment down. You know, this, this guy that draws yeah, and... Yeah. and gives you extra legions when you play intel yeah that, your your intel cards become so powerful so if you can get this guy down i think they're really good i think so too and i think against a slow deck that that doesn't have like a, a bletchley park or something against if you're playing a slow deck against legions there's, there's nothing you can do because you cannot harass them you cannot uh, like play fast enough to uh, to go for lethal um, and after a while they just explode so fast that you cannot do anything about it this is my experience with uh, Legion so far and I really don't know uh, why they're not more popular maybe maybe they're a bit too slow for uh, for fast hinds and this is one explanation I can find uh, but what about you Kobasnik what do you think you, you used to play a little bit of Legion if I'm not uh, mistaken yeah I played a little bit of that it was quite uh, good at the start because people didn't know how to play against that. So it was hard to beat. And now people get used to it and it, it's harder. But still, still the turn of regiment is too strong if they drew that. And the bounce card, okay, underground state, it, it's just, I, I have no comments for that. <laughs> Unbalanced. It's a better hipper for me. It's a better hipper. It's yeah, a better. Admiral hipper is just crying. We cannot say. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. These two, I agree. These two cards are are just insane. And the funny thing is that, uh, like, you cannot you cannot use hard removal. Some some sort of hard removal or turn off. It's uh, is that how is it called? The turn off regiment. The the four seven uh, Polish. Uh, uh, Polish special, I think it is. Uh, like you can, it's it's out of hammer range, and because it is an infantry, uh, it has the least amount of uh, hard removal you can find. You cannot use something like sky barons or air, air power. Um, like the only thing I can think of is the is the lion for a day, but not everyone plays Italy, of course. And that's the, that's the tricky part. Like. Um, like the only hard removal uh, essentially is uh, is an Avenger that that I can think of, and it's it's a very important part. That it's it's a card that you cannot remove easily uh, with hard removal, and of course not in battle because it has guards beside it and it has seven defense. And I th I really think it's it's the heart, the soul of the deck, and because it's so hard to to get rid of. 
and I think if I was the uh, the developer team, this would be the number one card uh, that I would target in the Legion's deck. Uh, but other than that, have you guys seen anything interesting uh, out of uh, out of the new expansion, out of uh, uh, out of Legions? I think the most interesting Legion deck is uh, Ari's Japan Legion one. Have you seen this? Where he, he plays aggr aggro with uh, Legions? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's quite... It's a very... Go on. Yeah, it's very, it's very interesting, actually. I have, I have played against it only once. Uh, I haven't seen it at all in play, but... Uh... I don't know, it's maybe because people are not uh, trusting it or anything, but for sure it's very interesting. Uh, but uh, it's interesting that you said that, that for me, when uh, um, when a nation can be, especially a minor nation, can be allied to anything, uh, because there is the British legions, there's the Japan legions, there's even USA legions, which is pretty good with all the we can do it and the buffs that you can do, uh, when a minor nation can can be allied to anything, then there there's surely something uh, problematic, um, in my opinion. So uh, I I really wish that, uh, they are very careful uh, with legions because for me it's it's very easy to to spin out of control uh, and get uh, very dominant. Uh, but other, was there anything else you want to say? And I interrupted you. Um, not about that Legions deck, no. I'm just thinking other cool decks we've seen. We've seen T34 decks with the Amur. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've also seen some new, like, USA aggro decks using their new um, uh, island hopping. Yeah, yeah. Although I've told you I'm not a big fan of island hopping or almost any of those uh, those elite cards. Uh, it, it's it's sure very interesting. Maybe Kolbasnik can uh, uh, can tell us a little bit more about this because I think he was playing uh, a deck like that, or, or was it Bubbles, or was it both of you? I don't know. I I think it was Spoos actually. It was Spoos, okay. <laughs> no, I I made one and I sent it to Spoos, and he he played it and he said it's okay. And then he sent me a deck list because I sent him a, a USA Japan one. And then a couple of days later, he sent me back a US Soviet one that was way better than mine. So mm -hmm. he was like, this is cool, but uh, this is just better. And I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, he took my idea and, and just made it a lot stronger. Um, yeah, go on, Bubbles. I was just going to say the the really the the. The card which comes to mind in Legions for sort of biggest impact and controversy is probably Partisans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Kobasin, yeah. what, what, what would you say? Yeah. Uh, about Partisans, I can say a lot. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's so, talk about Partisans. I, I lost my qualifiers the last month because of that card. Guy just stole my B17 and got bomb untargetable bomber out of that and it was a problem of partisans that it can steal everything e even even you both was limited but partisans is 6k not research not limited you can steal everything for 6k only yeah and... if you compare it to minority recruits like minority pales in front of uh, partisans yeah, and also minority recruited 
card can get back to its owner if yeah. if it got bounced. If it get bounced, yeah. So you you have an answer to that, and you have no answer to partisans uh, only only downing system or or ultra that you can easily play around it. Yeah, or uh, secret operatives. The... Uh, yeah, yeah. The, that kind of countermeasure. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, for me, the most annoying part about partisans and maybe even confusion is that, like in theory, uh, it shouldn't it shouldn't be a good deck. Like if you feel, I think bubbles, you have mentioned this before. Uh, if you fill your deck with partisans and confusions and your uh, factories, then then you fill one fifth. What is it? One fourth of your deck with with this kind of card. So. You add a lot of inconsistency, and there is no room for for other good stuff. So, in theory, it's not an optimal deck to make. And uh, I think there is an extra point in our favor on, on this point that uh, on the latest lists of uh, Soviet uh, uh, Soviet value that uh, from from the open we saw from both Ari and uh, Darkness, uh, I think they were not running any of these things like partisans or uh, Ural factories. And uh, I played against Blue Blast on the ladder, who was uh, playing uh, uh, also some uh, sort of Soviet value, and I think he also wasn't playing. Maybe just a couple of confusions, uh, but that's all. So, uh, in theory, playing playing so many of these cards is not uh, is not optimal, and uh, that's the most frustrating thing uh, uh, for me because. Uh, in the end, what, no matter what is the theory, you end end up getting your uh, your unit stolen. There's nothing you can do about it. You cannot play around it for the most part, and it's just frustrating. And I also, yeah, it, uh, uh, I I actually missed the the, uh, the partisans. I forgot about it. But you're absolutely right. It's uh, it's a very controversial controversial uh, card that uh, that needs to be addressed, uh, in my opinion. Uh, in addition to this confusion, it if it's not dead, if unit not dead, it just go back and uh, partisans additionally add your unit back to hand. It's also quite a big spot because you need to place your big guy again, for example, and it's sometimes yeah. not hard to make or not 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 easy to make. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. Um, and then we're almost to, to the present day. We had some uh, uh, huge nerfs a couple of uh, weeks ago, uh, with the nerfs to uh, to research mostly, and some other uh, uh, some other more uh, less important ones. Um, and still, um, uh, there were all huge changes. In my opinion, they were very correct, uh, all of them regarding uh, research. Except maybe that Uran project still remains uh, a little bit underwhelming, although I got to use it a couple of times. Um, uh, these changes, I think, uh, uh, they they have changed the, some important aspects of the game, mostly because uh, Bletchley is no longer an uh, an auto an automatic win con. Um, uh, for for me, who plays a uh, Brit Ram, the the Soviet matchup. Uh, it used to be an easy one. It used to be an automatic victory due to Blessley, uh, but now it's much harder. You have to you have to do it the the old way, the traditional way, uh, where you have to count every unit of your opponent. You have to be careful when to play your bombers. Um, you have to be you have to make sure that always you the trades are in your favor. So 
uh, it's much harder and of course uh, this is much better for the game. It's much better to, to have to win by, by thinking and by skill and uh, not just because you played the Bletchley Park and because you stalled for uh, three or four turns until you, you got it. That's, that's my opinion about this. I think it's actually was one of the best patch notes because because of Bleachly Nerf. Because you can just survive and one tap win every deck that is not running ultra or downing system. And even downing system nerf was good because it's quite easier to leave two credits and three it's not an easy not an easy decision to make because three credits is quite important to yeah win. yeah i agree actually doubting system has, has lost a lot of value in my in my experience with it in the after the patch uh but i'm still debating on it i'm not sure if, if it should if it is to be included or not of course it depends on the build uh, but what about you bubbles what do you think about the uh, the latest patch I well, Doubting really got nerfed twice in one patch because they made it cost more, so now it costs three instead of two. But then they also made it so it hits less uh, spells or less orders. So, yeah. so I, I think in a weird way it got nerfed twice. I mean, in, in a weird sense, it might be nicer that it doesn't hit 3k orders because if you're playing against, say, uh, Japan Fast Hinds, you won't hit their Calm Before the Storms, but you will hit their Enigma. Mm -hmm. But I think maybe you do want to hit their Calm Before the Storm, or you, or you do want to hit these 3k orders, you know, yeah. Amphibious Assault, these sorts of things. Blitzkrieg. So I, I think, yeah, I think it got nerfed twice in one patch. Yeah, I think I think this is an excellent. Uh, sorry, Kobasnik. I think this is an excellent uh, example of how uh, I th we have talked about this on a previous episode uh, with uh, non-GMO salt and uh, testo, uh, where we were discussing about countermeasures. And we were saying how hard it is to 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 make changes to to countermeasures, uh, because it's too risky to make them too good or too bad. And uh, in the in the end, a good uh, countermeasure has to be something very targeted, like uh, from the deep or ultra, uh, uh, or maybe even missing, depending on the meta. But I think this was a very good example. Like uh, Dowding went went from a, an amazing countermeasure, a very good card, and almost an auto include in uh, not almost an auto include in in all British control decks to something that is now very niche, very iffy, very it still needs to be figured out. Uh, but what do you say, Kolbasnik? I interrupted you. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wanted to say that they nerfed Downing, but still it also made it good, better in some way, that it's harder to play around it. There are a lot of orders, 3Ks, that you can just sacrifice to, to trigger that. And, and now it's quite harder to play around. Yeah, I think overall doubting will will remain a card where, depending on the meta, it will be played or not. I think it will not be uh, like a countermeasure countermeasure that will remain forever useless, like uh, enemy spotted or what is it, enemy sighted, the the USA one uh, K card that uh, draws you three cards when the enemy captures the first line. Um, this is this this card sounds amazing, for example, but. Uh, uh, it's even it's even more iffy than uh, than the new doubting because there are so many decks uh, that uh, don't play with the front line at all. So 
I don't think Dowding will reach that level of being unpopular. Uh, it will be back and forth for Dowding. In some metas it will be useful, some metas it will be not useful. That's what I that's what I estimate. Do you not like the 1K USA countermeasure? No, I don't like it. I'm in theory oh. in, when it works it's amazing, but it's not uh, like you... dude. I love it. I love. That. <laughs> I love the artwork. I love the idea, but I don't love the outcome. I mean, it's it's dead so many times that it's unreliable, in my opinion. Or you give me give me any US ramp deck. Give me two mobilizations and one enemy spotted, and I'm a happy man. I'm a happy camper. <laughs> Yeah, and you will face Brit Air deck, and you will just cry <laughs> looking at your countermeasure. <laughs> Fine, I can get them to take the front line. You know, get them to fill up their support line, and then they're like, "I need to put more air units down." So they take the front line with a bomber, and I, I draw loads of cards for one credit. <laughs> it's, um, a, it's a flawless strategy. Yeah. Say one more thing about the doubting, actually, because I think there was a weird thing that happened where. The, the counter to Dowding system was counteroffensive decks because counteroffensive was two credits. Mm -hmm. So you could do Winter Warfare counteroffensive and make this huge unit, and Dowding system didn't do anything. So I think when they nerfed counteroffensive, Dowding system got a lot stronger because the, the counter to Dowding system got nerfed. Yeah. Um, so I think when you nerf a card's counter, sometimes you have to nerf the card as well afterwards because I think that made Dowding stronger. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, all right, uh, we have closed uh, one hour, one hour and two minutes actually, and uh, um, it's been a great episode so far. And uh, before we close, uh, uh, I would like to ask you guys, uh, uh, what does the future look like for you in uh, in cards? Like uh, for me personally, now that it is it is summer. Uh, I won't be around for that much. There is uh, August, which is a holiday month. Uh, so I will try my best, maybe enter some tournaments or something. And uh, I will not be very active on the blog either, although I will try to update it uh, uh, every once in a while. Uh, but right now, overall, I'm, I'm quite happy with it. I mean, uh, I think it's in a, uh, in a good state. I'm, uh, uh, I really wish they, they focused more on... Uh, they focused more on... Uh, um, uh, on the mobile version or maybe even the Mac client and not so much on uh, uh, new expansions uh, because that will bring so many uh, more new players to the game so I really wish they did that uh, but other than that it looks cool to me overall and uh, we'll see how it goes how, what about you guys? so I've uh... Fingers crossed there's going to be a little bit less of me because I, I applied for some jobs. You know, I need to, to start earning some money again. So if, if I get back, if they get back to me, and I get some jobs, then I think there'll be a little bit less of me. Mm -hmm. But I'm not taking a vacation again. I'm still going to be here. Uh, you know, no matter what I do, I, I have a crippling addiction to cards. So there's, <laughs> there's nothing I can do to escape it. It will follow me wherever. And will you so stay? Will you Go still on. be will you still be casting tournaments? That's the important thing for me. I think so because most tournaments are Saturdays and Sundays. That's cool. So even if I have a job, I can cast on the weekends and I, I can partake in the tournaments. And you know, 
worst case scenario, I can just quit my job and, uh, <laughs> you know, become a cards professional again. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, best of luck with the, the job hunting. I know it's a, it's a demanding process, which is uh, very difficult. Uh, so all the best of luck uh, with that. Uh, what about you, Kobasnik? Uh, actually, I hope they will make mobile version because it will give new life to cards. Uh, involving a lot of players, so even I, I wish I could just play it mobile now. So, and talking about me, I, I always played cards, sometimes more, sometimes less. Sometimes I just take a little bit rest out of it, because if you play it too much, it just it's just awful. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't become enjoyable after uh, after some point. Yeah, you you just starting to hate that RNG. Yeah, yeah, and everything seems against you. Uh, mm. All right, uh, that's uh, that's good enough, I think. Uh, uh, I want to thank you guys for this uh, great episode. It was uh, very nice to have you here and uh, uh, have this very nice talk. Uh, I hope uh, our listeners uh, would enjoy it uh, uh, as well and I hope they forgive me for that uh, mistake in the beginning where I thought that the OCC was tomorrow uh, and thank you Bubbles for that because it, it was going to be uh, some very uh, uncomfortable moment for me where I would be waiting for my opponent <laughs> or something uh, so thank you for pointing that out and uh, that's it, uh, thank you guys I hope, uh, I hope you're doing well and uh, I hope maybe we can do it again sometime and uh, see you around. See you.